Hi everybody, it's Richard Marcella here, and before we get the podcast started, I just want to let you know that all of our programs until the end of June and our summer camps are cancelled due to the COVID-19 challenge that we're all faced with at the moment. First off, I want to say that I hope you and your family are safe and doing well during this challenging time. We're all thinking about you and we miss you if you're a student and hope that we can get back to lessons as soon as it's safe to do so in person. Uh, In the meantime, we do have some very fun and exciting projects coming up in the online realm. So check us out at rpmusic.org. That's our website. Or on social media, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You'll find us at Regent Park Music. We're also um, available via email through our website if you need to get a hold of us. Okay, so uh, hope to see you again very soon. But thank you for supporting our community music school. We miss you very much. And um, enjoy this episode of Every Little Voice. Take care and we'll see you soon. Hello and welcome back to Every Little Voice, a podcast about community music here in the city of Toronto. I'm Richard Marcella, Executive Director at the Regent Park School of Music. And our guest today, Lucas Marchand, who goes way back with RPSM. So buckle up, this is it, my conversation with Lucas Marchand. Welcome to Every Little Voice, Lucas Marchand. Thanks, Richard. Did I get the pronunciation of your name right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a French last name. So like I've heard people say Marchand, which is probably better, but I've never said it that way myself. So. I know. I feel weird even just saying Marchand. What kind of, Lucas, Lucas Marchand. Lucas Le Marchand. How long have we, know. how long do you go back with Regent Park School of Music, Lucas? Uh, I think it's 2011. Yeah, so... 2011. Yeah. Welcome to the party. Yeah, yeah. So I was... Uh, that was uh, with the Parkdale program. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas Bergen got me on board with that, mm-hmm. um, who is an old friend of mine from university. And he, is, he was running that uh, satellite program choir there and asked me and a few other friends that we do stuff with together if we were interested in coming in and working with some kids with this great organization called the Regent Park School of Music. So And uh, and he brought you and Tahare on and you kind of That's both right. came on as a unit at that time mm-hmm. and I think we really helped us build that choir up then in in Parkdale then made your way over here to Regent Park. Mm-hmm. Now next year dare I say uh, you've been making your way over to the Jane and Finch location. So mm-hmm. like You've kind of shape-shifted a lot in your work here with us if we reflect on it. You yeah, know? yeah. No, I've done the, I did the choir stuff initially, but then I ran some group piano programming in Parkdale and kind right. of did right. some things there. And then uh, did the Pianimators program up at Jane and Finch, which in like the initial year, which was a crazy program for, for anyone who's not familiar with the Pianimators. It's like a, a piano placed in a lobby of a high school, basically, where people go and make music on it while the kids are filing out from their classes to try and encourage like a jam or something. And listen to episode two <laughs> when we get into that, that, that we outline that in yeah. the podcast. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. That was a lot of fun if to do If you want that. more background on animators, which, and, which uh, survives. Intimidating. And yeah. intimidating. I remember my yeah. first day going in there, like, uh, it, like I'm going to a high school lobby for a bunch mm-hmm. of high school kids. I don't know what I'm doing. And I sit at the piano and play stuff. It was kind of, I was I was nervous for sure. No doubt. But yeah. it was so fun. It was it was 
great. Well, we we <laughs> remain at Westview Centennial, and we make the. I think impact is going a lot deeper with with that program. So nice. it's, thank you again for helping start it up and being a part of that ecosystem. Oh, there's been so many cool projects here that we've gotten to do, and this recording project is one of them, right? It's just well, what's great about this school. Here we are, and thank you for shining a light on that. We want to do that right now. Is the the Make Me a Song program um, has really like uh, I think taken a next level over the last couple of years in our collaboration with um, with our friends over at uh, the Musical Stage Company, right? Mm-hmm. But this last year that we just finished, um, we had the honor of pressing vinyl and just diving into what, what that looks like and what that sounds like and the production plan around that. Yeah. Um, do you want to walk us through like the, the, the first conversation we had about that through to yeah. now, our celebration of it in, yeah, sh- in, sure. in showcasing it? I think it was probably around this time last year that we were, we had a meeting that was sort of planning for what we wanted to do with the Make Me a Song project, uh, this year. Um, it's been something that, that, you know, myself and Lizzie and Tahere and, and Gwenna, the, the directors of the groups, Zach mm-hmm, as well, mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. all been kind of working to put together with the musical stage company, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, you know, it's been a really fun process because the music that they've come up with, with the composers that have been brought on board has just been amazing. So I'm not sure how much people know about that part of the, the process, but um, the musical stage company hires uh, composers to come in and, and help... Uh, help kind of facilitate uh, some songwriting in conjunction with the singers in the choir. So they'll come and, and do some workshops with the uh, students and find out what kind of things that they want the songs to be about, get to know them a little bit, get to know their voices a little bit, and then uh, write some music designed for our group. It's one of the things that about singing in choir or singing with or directing a children's choir even, mm-hmm. it, that's a big challenge is to find music that's not only age appropriate, but that is something that they like to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of choir music out there that's, you know, comes from a kind of more traditional choral end, which there's there's nothing wrong with any of that music. But sometimes it's um, it doesn't quite have the it doesn't quite have the same impact as music that the students feel like it would be something they would listen to on their own. Like something right. that they they would listen to go, oh, I like this song. This is like even on a first or second listen that they're like, oh, I connect with this. I kind of like this song. And so I think this project's been really great for um, just developing an incredible bank of great material for children's choirs. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to find. It's hard to find good stuff like that. Yeah, and that's tailored for the kids, which I think has become yeah. more of a constant in in a lot of the work that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I hark back to other projects that we do here at the school that we've actually shone a light on recently is the Frank Dukes project, oh, the yeah, collaboration amazing. with them, and also the um, prior episode, another one with with uh, song interpretation. So mm-hmm. that we see it time and time again, this cu- the lo and behold, uh, celebrating the voice of students and what they have to say and having them have some some agency in the process, I think is is, is huge for us, right? Yeah, and, and we're doing more and more of that, I think by no mistake, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's like, because you see it resonating, right? Yeah, and, totally. and not to say that we're doing it well or like perfectly, <laughs> right. but we're learning every year and it gets a little stronger. Yeah. So last year we took this bold step to say, you know what, let's not write, uh, let's not make it all custom tunes every time. Let, let's not commission all new tunes. We took the first half of the year to 
embark on this project with you leading the way in the recording process of tunes that were already done. So we kind of selected f- five uh, mm-hmm. that, 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 that worked throughout the, the prior two years, right? Mm-hmm. And said, let's get these down and let's, let's show the kids a different angle, a different aspect of music making, which is recording it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we were, we were kind of tossing around ideas of how to take this project to the next level. Mm-hmm. And um, the recording project seemed like one that would be manageable. I've got some experience in that department and uh, a good friend of mine is a home studio and works as a, as a producer, as well as a teacher, uh, Ryan Luchuk, who you mentioned earlier. And he and I have done many projects together. And a shout out to Ryan because he's no stranger to Region Park right. School of Music. Like he, through his, through his, the other work that he does uh, in music has, um, has donated to the school and been and, and and is a philanthropist in his own right in terms of supporting us from the other side. Yeah, absolutely. So that that's kind of community music in a nutshell, isn't yeah. it? It's it's someone getting behind us for years in those early years that we were all collaborating on this, and now all of a sudden comes on board and and we play to a different strength, right? Yeah. So so he was able to make an impact in this way, which we're very thankful for. Connected mm-hmm. connected through you and the work that you you know there, there's a nice. I like connecting the dots on all of this. None of this happens by accident. Yeah, right? totally. Absolutely. You saw that kind of every step of the way in this recording process, all these different connections that kind of come through with the people involved in recording it. But yeah, Ryan in particular has always wanted to get involved in doing more work with the school on a ad hoc basis. And this just seemed like the perfect project. So, Well, I think, we're going to queue up a tune now uh, that might speak a little bit to that theme of, of the many adding in their voices to this thing. Let's let's play One Heart to start things out. Sure, sure. Yeah. Thank you. 
So that was One Heart by Adam Sakiyama. Do uh, you want to tell us a bit, walk us through what that process was? That was featuring Julie Black there at the end, right? Yeah, so that uh, that song was a, was a lot of fun to make. Um, Adam Sakiyama, who, who wrote that piece, uh, actually works with myself and Dallas Bergen, um, uh, who we mentioned earlier, who, was, who brought me on board here at Regent Park uh, originally um, at a uh, Unitarian church in town. He, he does some some uh, piano playing there. Okay, um, I didn't know that. But yeah, but he's also, it was wow. totally separate from that, hired by the musical stage company to come in and uh, flute, write some right? music. Yeah, 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 all by flute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, he, when he was writing this piece, he said that he, he kind of wanted to write something tongue in cheek. He was like, wanted to write something kind of a bit silly or a bit like um, flippant. Yeah. And that was sort of his plan after he had, he had kind of like, when he was coming in to to do the to do the workshops yeah and then in talking to the students and then also just observing some of the things happening in the world at the time he realized that he needed to write something that was totally the opposite of that <laughs> yeah right right <laughs> and, and you wrote something very real didn't he yeah yeah, yeah. and so he decided to like he's got a, a background in kind of uh r&b gospel musical theater type stuff and so he mm. decided to 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 kind of like take things in that direction with like what I think is a really amazing message. There's, yeah. there's a few lines in that song that always just kind of yeah. make me tear up a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. like, um, uh, what is it? There's, there's, um, there's a line like kind of in the third, third verse. Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head. Can now, you feel but, the heartbeat? Yeah. No, it's something about, um, does that catch you? No. There's 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 a, a few different moments, yeah, but well, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's the pairing of librettist and composer too, which is kind of neat, right? Like I think yeah. the model is really, really, really clever, and it's evolving every year. 
Yeah. How did you feel about the, can you walk us through what the recording was like? like yeah. Um, so we, with each one of these pieces, uh, we started off with the rhythm section. So yeah. um, Ryan Luchek and myself got together with a, with a couple guys that we often do uh, performance workshops okay. with. Okay. Okay. And uh, we put together some charts, uh, sent them the kind of rough kind of demo recordings that we had. And then uh-huh. we got together in a single day and just kind of, did all the rhythm section stuff together at the same time in the studio. So for all the five tunes, yeah, for all five tunes. So we had kind of like bass drums and keys for everything after the first day of recording, Wow, which was a cool thing to build on top of. So that was the bones that we ended up working on. Yeah. And this piece is one where you can really kind of hear how those bones stuck through all the way to the end. Yeah. So it's like, it's really got that strong, strong kind of rhythm section feel, uh, lots of really cool shots in it and stuff. Um, and uh, we just kind of built on top of that. We had some like trombone kind of buried in there in a couple spots. This cool kind of Chicago style trombone line. Right on. I guess Paul Tarasov that came in and did those. Um, yes, let's give credit. Yeah. Uh, wherever we can. And uh, we... Um, Oh, we brought in uh, a friend of mine named Juan Carlos to do some auxiliary percussion, which that that was another thing that really kind of brought that whole track together. Um, he did he did just an amazing huh. job of like um, underpinning these these different parts. Like just in one listen, would go through and oh, I'm gonna just add this thing here and yeah, just kind of let him go to town and do lots of fun things there, and that really brought things to life. And then obviously the the guest artist, right. Julie Black, having her come into the studio was uh, was quite a lot of fun too. Okay, um, so she came into Ryan's home studio to record one afternoon and. Uh, it was, I, I got to admit, like, I was pretty nervous about, yeah. like, bringing her into the studio sure, and doing that. Like, sure. I, I'm a big fan of hers and yeah, I've listened yeah. to her music for years. Yeah. And uh, so to, like, see, her, have her come in and work with us on that project, you know, I, I had to kind of, like, take a deep breath and go for it. But honestly, it was such a joy working with her. That's beautiful. Just such a great energy. She was so enthusiastic about what about what she was bringing to the table and she was so uh complimentary of the school and the kids and her experiences with the school well yeah we couldn't do it without her and and julie over the last few years has really kind of taken a liking and and this collaboration and growth alongside our jane and finch choir nice yeah you know i think that's uh that's right where we want to be like it's genuine mm-hmm. what did, anything that she would have said or done in that in that session that that leaves you with a, a memory well, I think uh, one of the things that I really remember is that, uh, you know, we had set aside 45 minutes, an yeah. hour or so to to kind of do the tracking with yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had Ryan come down with me in the studio and the two of us sort of engineered it a little bit. So yeah. he he kind of helped us get a good good vocal tone, good good vocal sound yeah, and good great. levels and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, he had some other work to do. So I stayed there to just record her and do the track. Uh-huh. And I think we recorded for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. that. That sounds about right. It was, yeah. it was just... She, she hit was, it out of the park. She was so incredible. And... Well, she comes super prepared, eh? Yeah, well, she yeah. came really prepared, but it was what was beautiful about the way this song worked is there was there was the sections that were prepared that yeah. that she knew that she was singing. Yeah. And then I just kind of asked her to just go in a few sections uh-huh. and just give me some uh-huh. stuff, just sing over top of what was going on and uh-huh. she just brought such a great energy to that that we kind of weave in in different right. spots in the song. So right. just such a pleasure to work with and uh, just a really hear. beautiful person. She yeah. was uh, Yeah, yeah. 
and again, she brought up the many connections that she had through the school and yeah. ones that she and I had had from other right. people we knew. And just right. Right. to hear that happen just felt like she felt like, I think she said something like, you know, it really feels like family. This is really great. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Right. Well, no, amen to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what what about the recording with the kids? What what <laughs> in that song particularly? Yeah, in that song particularly, uh, that was a sort of focus on our senior choirs doing that that song. And I actually got to have to give a a really big shout out to the senior choirs here. You know, that's a the senior choir program is one that we've been working hard to yeah. grow over the last few years. Yeah, and it's a relatively recent addition. And yeah. I think this year it, the senior choir just really found their stride. Mm. And I think it was partially to do with this project the final pressing yeah, yeah yeah they i feel like they really bought into the idea of what we were doing mm. uh, they worked really really hard had to learn and like really get tight on a lot of music in not a very long period of time sure and when we were recording we you know we didn't have lots of time to to get everything done these are really at the end of the day like 45 minute sessions at the school and once you get everybody in and so you brought a remote rig and that's did, right. did it right here in the classroom that's right yeah so yeah. we did it on site here at Regent yeah. Park and that was great because it did give us the flexibility to be in a space where we were where we were all comfortable we all kind of could relax yeah and it gave it that's a, a good it point. gave it a vibe where we weren't like we're it wasn't uptight and it wasn't like oh, i'm in the studio i gotta get this done now right it right. was still we still felt the pressure for time to get it done yeah but at least we were doing it on our own terms in our own space it wasn't like say earlier in the year the andrea bocelli that's recording right. that we did where it was like really that was high pressure yeah really regimented and this gave us some time to play yeah. a little bit yeah. and that's i think that that really shows in a lot of the little bits and pieces you can hear the yeah. little moments of people's yeah. voices coming out and yeah. and uh uh particularly the one part in in one heart where where uh one of our students ali ali berti she like uh, does this little introduction for julie right before julie sings yeah. her part or it's like yeah. say it julie and i was i wanted someone to like say some kind of announcement for her like okay. to try and announce julie one way right. and right. she immediately put up her hand she's like i want to do it i'm going to do it That's she's like very elementary. i remember when we were singing together i called her auntie julie and i want to introduce her <laughs> and i was like all right let's hear it wow. and she just gave wow. it and wow. Wow, wow. And then you hear at the very end of the track, yeah. uh, you hear her kind of laughing at, at just as the track fades out and it says, nobody can top that. <laughs> and that's at the end of the track. We just kind of put it in there because like after after she said that sort of shouted line, I was like, that was awesome. Thank yeah. you. And she was just yeah. started laughing. She's like, nobody can top that. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> right on, right on. Um, well, let, let's change gears now and talk about uh, a totally different vibe in the song Safe Haven. We're going to yeah. Listen to Safe Haven. Here it comes now. Strength inside Holding on 
hands so tightly that your body starts to burn Remember you have somewhere you can always turn
That was Safe Haven. Um, Lucas, before you walk us through that, so we have this this recording, this vinyl release, um, it's also available on Spotify, YouTube, I, uh, Apple Music, anywhere anywhere you, you digitally. That's right. So go out and check it out. There are five actual songs on it, but we're going to showcase three of them. The second one here today being Safe Haven. You want to talk a little bit about Safe Haven for us? Yeah. So uh, again, this one started with a with rhythm section all the way through. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it felt like it felt like it needed something to kind of soften it a little bit. And yeah. it felt like a string quartet was the right, the right idea to go with on this. And right, so right. Um, after we had recorded the rhythm section parts, I kind of went away and did up a, hmm. a, a string arrangement that kind of plays throughout the piece. Um, and uh, it was originally just supposed to kind of like be a little bit under the, the rhythm section um, we were going to add some acoustic guitar mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. kind of like have that all mixed in together. Yeah. Um, but the, we put, to, we, we got this group of string players in to play it that were just really amazing. I was doing a, a show actually again with Dallas Bergen, yeah. which was for a singer named Goran Bregovich. He's like oh, yeah. a, yeah, I think he's from, yeah. uh, that name's familiar. Yeah. Um, Bosnia okay. originally. Yeah. He uh he has this incredibly uh, it's it's just this crazy music. Go yeah. go check it out cuz there's yeah. nothing like it out there. Okay. We were singing some backup vocals for him in a large group uh -huh. and there's a string quartet that was playing there and uh -huh. um uh -huh. that was uh headed up by a cellist named Rachel Palmetti that okay. Dallas and I worked with a little bit. Okay. And uh so it was right it around goes. that I, yeah, it was yeah. right around that time that we were playing do the, the string recording and so I asked her well would you mind uh, chatting with the other string players, see if they'd come in and do the session? And yeah. actually, one of the, the the violist for for that was uh -huh. uh, was Praise Lamb, whose oh, sure. sons go to the school here. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was really cool too. They're, they're in our camp this right. week. Right. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. literally. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Totally. So uh, so she cool. was excited to come on board. So she was she was playing on that on that track. I think she actually you is know? playing second violin on this one, but she also plays. Uh, That's plays so beautiful. Viola, I yeah. you know like I yeah like I, once again we're connecting yeah. the dots on this and Praise yeah. Lamb featured on this recording. That's so charming. Yeah. Yeah, and so. Uh, after recording those string parts and yeah. Ryan Luchek sort of laid down this really nice uh, sort of finger picking acoustic uh, guitar under it. Yeah. And um, when we were recording it, I actually just took out the whole rhythm section just so that he could, he just really wanted to lock in with the strings and just hearing it like that with just the guitar and the strings, it was like, Oh, this is how it needs to be. Like it sounds just beautiful right right right, right <laughs> so right. just the way those two things fit together we wow. actually just took out all of the rhythm section stuff love until it, almost it. the end of the piece so that okay. it has this kind of gradual build towards very cool this very kind of cool. like big powerful ending i love yeah. hearing it so you're getting it but the behind the scenes coming together <laughs> yeah. here uh what about katie and, and ben being featured in this tune as yeah well, right? totally so i was i was really keen on on trying to make sure that we that we uh, highlighted some of our our singers uh, in the choir on solos as well because yeah. we're bringing in these guest artists to come do solos, but yeah. we have some amazing singers in the yeah, choir good too. Point. Yeah, yeah, and I think like Katie and Ben and both have just been like such. Uh, they've both been such core members of our senior choir group. Like yeah. just really bring a great attitude and a great effort and a yeah. great uh, commitment to the school and to the choir and. 
and they're they're brilliant musicians, multi instrumentalists, yep. singers. Like they they yep. do all kinds of stuff. Yep. And so, yep. um, I think with all of the the uh, solos on this album, it was mostly just done by volunteer. Mm. <laughs> and That's she, nice. Katie, That's really nice. felt that like she wanted to do this one. Wow. Uh, ben Ben's usually game to volunteer for something, and yeah. we kind of like feature them at the yeah. beginning there in a really beautiful way. And I think again with Katie, uh, it was like we were doing some small group recording and she walked into the room straight from running off of the bus and being late. And that was like her first take and we wow. just used it. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. There you go. Shout out to Katie and Ben on that one. Yeah. And also give credit to Akiva, Romer Siegel and Colleen Doncey, the yeah. composer and librettist team on this one. Beautiful song. Beautiful yeah. song. It was one when we originally performed it last year. Yeah. I, I, I liked it, but it was, it, it hadn't really hit me until the end of the year when we were performing it. And, mm -hmm. and like how powerful all mm -hmm. the, the words and the music were together. Well, and it's funny you should say that because that, that safe haven keeps kind of coming up in mm -hmm. as a, as a bit of a theme around here of the space that we're, we provide through, through doing this kind of work, right. Yeah. For, for the students. And I, I mean, I know that's a, a, a weird tie in, but, but it, that, that term safe haven kind of keeps coming up. Right? No, it's, exactly. And yeah, that's sort of yeah, what I yeah. think, I think is it, um, uh, Akiva, who's yeah. running the words for that. Yeah. Aki he, I think that the idea behind that is that it was, we were doing some songs about superheroes. Right. right. And so the point was that even if you are a superhero in your everyday life, like right. sometimes you still need to recharge Yeah, and it's yeah. okay to feel like you need to recharge. Yeah. And yep. like, I think that that message is like really, really powerful and really comes through in that song. And I think really resonated with, with the students, which is why it was one of the, the ones that they voted in unanimously mm -hmm. as wanting to record. So, <laughs> and and did you go out to Jane and Finch at all to record those kids out there too? You did. Yeah, right? yeah, that's right. Which we, tunes are they featured on? Uh, they're featured on Unbelievable Universe. That's the yes. the entire group. Uh, all choirs are featured in that one. Right on. And then um, the senior choir is featured on Let Yourself Dream as okay. well. Okay, wonderful. Which is Tatare's tune. That's right. Uh, so check that out. Let Yourself Dream and Comet as well, which is written by Kevin Wong, mm -hmm. which features Salam. So there, there's many tunes on this on this recording. There's five in total. You guys work so hard. Shout out to you and Ryan. Um, I also want to take a moment to thank, like, I mean, there's many people coming together to make this happen from Penny Fine and Hugh Ferno mm -hmm. to Scotiabank. The Carswell Family Foundation out in Jane and Finch supporting us out there. Canada Council came on board this year uh, to support it, which means that, and they came on board with a three-year grant. That's great. Um, as did Azraeli Foundation. So now we can really dream big in terms of like giving this and keeping the dream kind of going with the musical stage company. Mm -hmm. um, and not to say that every year we've agreed that every year we won't be doing pressing vinyl, right. uh, but what a treat to, to bring that to life and to give each one of these kids their own songbook, right? Cause we print a songbook That's every right. year and then the vinyl. What was that like that day that you gave them the vinyl? I wasn't there for that. Oh, it was so awesome. It was our, our very last day of the year. Yeah. What and, a treat. And so we handed out the songbooks along with the vinyl. And yeah. um, there's that beautiful photograph of all of them holding the vinyl up. That makes my right. day. That makes uh, my day. Yeah. It was such a, such a sweet moment. So yeah. they, they were really excited. That was particularly the junior choir in that, in that photo who, as you can imagine, are a little more demonstrative with their joy than the middle school age. Sure. Mostly senior. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but uh, 
So a lot of the a lot of the junior choir like really had no clue what they were holding in their hands. So we actually spent about fifteen uh, minutes at the end of our rehearsal, and I showed them how to properly handle their vinyl. I said, you know, you may not have something to play this on at home. But hang on to it. One day you're going to come across something you can play it on, wow. and you're going to want to do that. But here's how you do it: you got to hold it like this by the edges. You got to like make sure you're not touching the flat black part of yeah, it. Yeah, nice, Try nice, and keep nice. your fingerprints off of it. You slide it out of the cover, then slide it out of the sleeve. You know, we also yeah. <laughs> to get to get meta on this thing too. That we also gave a copy of the test pressing to our DJs in the DJ class. Oh, and awesome. Said, like, and then now I want to get them the stems for next year and yes, say yes. and say like like you know as a as a proper give it a longer um, arc yeah disintegrate these tunes turn them into something that they're not supposed to be that right? would be amazing which yeah. I think is is super cool mm -hmm. about the development of the content and material that we're doing right um it's right. it's steeped in creativity mm -hmm. and when that happens it's not simply like yeah like there there's many avenues you could take that that we were not dreaming of initially right no. like that that's super exciting to me to hand that off to the DJs and say make something new with this right oh me too I think like having a culture of sharing around art is so important and it's something that I think a lot of a lot of uh, arts companies <laughs> like you know the the mouse company for example mm. uh, who uh, have have a philosophy about locking down the content that you create Okay. And uh, and making it inaccessible, right. but art doesn't happen in a vacuum. Art happens through being uh, inspired by the things that you hear that you like, right. and then trying to in inhabit that music that you like. And if if you don't Beautiful. allow that music to be released into the world after you've brought it out of yourself, you're doing a disservice to artists everywhere. And so I'm a hundred percent on board with you that when you know, when we create something like this that we do have agency over, mm -hmm. we need to we need to share it. We need to to make it shareable as possible mm -hmm. in order to give it life and allow it to continue to live on. Well, beautifully yeah. put, and I mean, it, I think it also captures the spirit of community music in yeah. that. In that, right? Like there yeah. there is all this cross pollination. Um, kids who sing in the choir might have siblings who take our DJ classes, yeah. and then. It's like I'm gonna remix my 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 my, my sibling. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. Like, there's, there's some there's some fun 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 offshoots. That yeah, can who knows from what can happen from yeah, that? Anything. Yeah. The sky's so a future episode of Every Little Voice. But Lucas, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on board here. Um, set up this tune. We're gonna end with it. This has become a bit of an anthem for our PSM. There's a music video that was shot that we're gonna be releasing soon around this one, written by Susie Wild, right? Mm -hmm. And and who wrote the lyrics for that? Susie as Susie well. Susie did as well. Yeah. So she just brought that to life um mm -hmm. and it features royal wood mm -hmm. can you can you set this tune up this is unbelievable universe yeah absolutely uh i gotta give ryan luchuk credit on this song because you'll hear uh many many different instruments throughout the course of this song uh he played on many of them mm -hmm. my uh my uh number one lady and uh, best partner mm -hmm. uh allison hanley played like trumpet french horn tuba Wow. alto sax flute on this wow. uh ryan played a bunch of guitars and keyboards and things and it was really this one was the brainchild of ryan for sure okay he, uh he took he and i had a, a long discussion about this piece actually as as what we wanted to do with it and the idea was to make it like um a sort of classic sesame street 
production. Do you know what right, I mean? Like, right, right, like right, that right. the kind of music that I grew up listening to on Sesame Street, yeah, where yeah. you don't pull any punches and you try and you try and like intricately arrange this thing in the in like the most kind of uh, clever way that you can to yeah. just bring to life all of the music and bring in whatever kind of instruments you need. There's harp in this one too. Yeah, there's yeah, like yeah. Uh, there's melodica. There's wow, like wow. you know so many different so many different instruments creating this this sort of wild but you know fitting texture for this kind of repetitive song that happens right and royal wood what was that like yeah so royal wood was great because uh he he managed to find some time to come in and record his solo parts here at the school during choir rehearsal so um that was fun because we had him in the room with the kids recording recording them all at the same time and so like yeah and so that really really made it quite special to, and he to came back interaction. he came back many months later end of the year to shoot the video so yeah. so it's like it's a, it's it, it keeps going so yeah absolutely that relationship with him is special right it's, it is it is yeah wow wow well here it comes uh lucas want to thank you for making time for us today on every little voice my pleasure thanks for having me in this is unbelievable universe Have you ever been to the earth? Well, I bet you're gonna like it here on earth. The earth is a planet, a planet that goes spinning round and round and round in the unbelievable universe. Makes you feel so small. Makes you feel so small. Have you ever been to North America? Well, I bet you're gonna like North America. A great big continent on the earth. Earth, a planet, a planet that goes spinning round and round and round. In the unbelievable universe. Makes you feel so small. Makes you feel so small. 
Well, I can't believe I didn't introduce myself. Hi, I'm Royal. 